Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show, as you know. And thank you to everyone who has downloaded to me, uh, downloaded me today and let me into your life. I appreciate it. Uh, now, we always have new people joining all the time, which I massively like, but it does mean I have to do my, my housekeeping at the start of each show. There's always one guy that messaged me goes, Simon, we know about all this stuff. I said, yeah, but you know. It's a bit like WWE. WWE has this edict as well. And I know this because I talked to someone about it the other day who works in the system. They're not a wrestler, but they know. And they are told pretty much every time they're on TV, they have to get a little bit of their character over in terms of the basics in case a new fan is watching or listening. And that's what I do here on the show. So now you can go moan about me on Reddit. But basically... This is the structure. Head over to YouTube right now, search for Simon Miller, and you can catch some of these podcasts live. You can do the uh, same at twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. So make sure you're following and do all that kind of stuff. But also, all my personal work, which this comes under, is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. I won't bore you with the concept because I'm sure you understand. But one of the tiers means you can actually come on the podcast and we can just have a chat about wrestling because I find the wrestling community infinitely fascinating and there's always something to talk about. Now, today, however, is a bit of a different episode because the man I've had on has never been on the podcast and probably should have. Um, is kind of my mortal enemy, is kind of my really good friend, and also enters this place where I don't know what to call him because wrestling is the stupidest thing in the world where everybody has 32 different names. So, dude, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it up to you. What name do you want to go by today? It's your call. Well, buenas tardes, everybody over there in podcast land. Bienvenidos to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling <laughs> Podcast. This is... The uh, how like, how should we go? Ed? I'm the evangelist of K-pop. I am, <laughs> I am. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. This is Adam Mayhem, aka Robert Alomar. You can call me. I don't know. I guess this is a wrestling podcast, so maybe uh, Mayhem. Yeah, sure. Let's go with Mayhem. Now, I, I think we should call you Mayhem because yeah. I mean the first the first thing I'll tell everyone is to go and Google Adam Mayhem right now because it's uh it is a <laughs> genuinely fascinating journey. And one of the things you may stumble across is a little thing that happened August last year when me and my friend and enemy tangled <laughs> in the in the darkest reaches of South Korea yep. for the H for the for the H championship which All was right. I, the best thing I've ever done in professional wrestling <laughs> by a, by uh, a country mile. That's it good. Was, it that's was awesome all around, man. Uh, it was. It was. It was really, really. It was. It was something else. <laughs> it was something else. I still get some um, like people commenting about that match and saying, "Oh, like, oh, this is the first time I've seen a match where the referee checks the heel and actually finds something." I'm like, <laughs> "There you go." You're and not only that, finds a, finds a gun. <laughs> well, finds a gun. Well, nah, stop, stop complaining. I didn't shoot you. Uh, well, yeah, you didn't. You didn't but it, <laughs> it was, it, again, just, just to destroy the fourth wall completely, though, when like all of that match was nothing to do with me. It was all, it was all, it was all Mr. Mayhem over here. I did nothing. But when he told me about that spot, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Pulling a gun out and everyone, including the referee, just craps their pants. <laughs> ah, it's great. It was, cause it's just, it's just what it infers. Yep. It infers that your plan was to shoot me. <laughs> I wanted to win the match by all of it. In a pro. The promo right before the match, I said, 
I have I will do anything and everything in order to win this match. Oh, I love it. If I love it. Dice, he dies. <laughs> I would have done it. I would have done it. But yeah, if you want to see the match, uh, if you just Google it, you can find it. It's on it's on Adam's channel. It's on my channel. You can pick whichever one that you want. Uh, and we are going to talk about some sort of current topics, money in the bank or money on the roof, as I'm as I have dubbed it. But before we get there, dude, I do want to get into your own wrestling career because as we were talking about before before we hit the record button, you have had a crazily story. Like you've done so much, and maybe even more than some people realize. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that we just tell me some stories, man. Tell me about, tell me how you got into it. Because the thing is, lots of people want to be professional wrestlers, but they don't necessarily become professional wrestlers because yeah. it's really hard. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone takes their different path. But yeah, dude, how did it work out for you? Because you not only did it, but I get, I know that when we talk, you just, you know, not intentionally, but you just drop all these names about people you <laughs> wrestle, and you're like, oh my god, he's wrestled everyone. He has wrestled everyone. Okay, so I, I'll tell you, and it's 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 a hilarious story. Um, I literally stumbled upon wrestling. I I and some people get mad about about it because I was never the kid that loved wrestling growing up and blah blah blah, and you know went and saw Bret Hart do this. And, no, I, I was never that. Um, I the first match I ever watched was. Edge and Christian versus Kai and Tai at a show called WWF Metal. <laughs> That's incredible. I love this already. <laughs> that was the first match I ever saw. And, you know, I have my oldest best friends from that live right across the streets. Uh, they are two days younger than me. So we I was born July 16th. They were born two days later. And they're twins. And they are the ones that are like huge wrestling fans. And they would always, you know, wrestle in the backyard. And, in, and when their parents were away, they would pull out the mattress and do all these crazy things at, you know, at home. And I would be with them every now and then. I would do this and that, but never to their extent. Now, fast forward a little bit. It's we are in senior year of high school. So this is 2003, 2004, beginning of 2004. Um, they would always wrestle in the school, like at school. They would do like hurakanranas and do this in front of everybody. So one guy approaches them at school and tells them, hey, uh, I'm wrestling for this company. Uh, do you guys want to come in and have a tryout? Uh, I'm a manager there. You can come in, blah, blah, blah. Let's do it. They were like, cool. The day comes and they're like, hey, do you want to come with us to the to the wrestling show? I'm like, sure. Because at this point, I had been watching a little bit of wrestling. My mom didn't like me watching wrestling, but <laughs> I was watching a little bit of wrestling, you know, and I was doing the, the I, w- I would go to IWA back when, you know, Apollo and Messias and all those guys were starting up and, you know, and. WWC with Carlos Colon and Invader and all that. So I would watch the show. So they're like, hey, you want to come? Because he was like 10 minutes away from my house. Well, I was like, sure. So the show was supposed to start at 7 p.m. We were told to get there at 1 p.m. Now, that's that's ridiculous. But we're new. We get there 1 p.m. Obviously, there's no one in the in the it was a tiny little place. There was no one there. I mean, besides the wrestlers and the promoter and blah, blah, blah. We get there. We're like, hey, hello. 
my, my name is this, blah, blah, blah. Cool, awesome. We're here for the tryout. Great. The promoter goes, okay, so you guys are twins. Obviously, in the match, you're going to be switching back and forth. That's going to be your whole gimmick. You guys, Classic. yeah, exactly. One of you is going to wrestle this one other guy. You're going to switch between the match, like in the match. You're going to have a manager. Your manager is going to be Brian Dallas. Brian Dallas was the guy from their school who invited them to have the tryout. So your manager is going to be him. He's going to distract the ref. You're going to switch, switch, do your thing, and then we'll we'll do the finish of the match. Cool, fantastic. I'm backstage because obviously there's no one in the in this in the like at the place, and it's like six hours before the show, so whatever. So I'm there. They start going over the match. Now, in hindsight, they went over the match way too much. But hey, you know, a couple of 18-year-old kids, first match there, they're trying to to set up, you know, I'll punch you and then I'll take a, breathe, a breath and then you breathe. And then I breathe again and then you breathe again. Like, they're trying to set up absolutely everything. So, you know, and they're practicing backstage. Okay, so we're going to do this spot. And at this point, the manager gets on the apron and you switch. So... This time, Brian Dallas has not gotten to the arena yet. I call it an arena. It wasn't really an arena. It was just a basketball court with a <laughs> Sounds roof. Sounds good, though. It sounds good, though. <laughs> yeah. So Brian Dallas is not there. So I am his placeholder. Like, I'm doing what Brian Dallas is supposed to be doing in the match so everybody can practice. It's showtime. It's time for the match. And Brian Dallas is nowhere to be found. So we go to the promoter and we're like, hey, Brian Dallas is not here. We've set up the match, you know, to have a manager who is, you know, distracting the referee. Like, what are we going to do? So the promoter just looks at me and he goes, do you know what Brian Dallas was supposed to do? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, OK, go out there and do it. I'm like, it's amazing, man. I'm like, it's like a movie. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. So we're standing right like behind the curtain and he goes, oh, and he hit like he gives me a microphone. He goes, um, hit the crowd up. I'm like, okay, <laughs> All right, whatever. So I go out there. I can't remember what I said. Um, all I know is the crowd bought it. They hated us from the get go. And the match happened. You know, it went without a hitch. I mean, as much as it could have gone without a hitch with being everybody being so green. Um, And then, yeah. And then after that, I go backstage and the promoter is like, good job, man. The people really hated you. So I guess the job's yours. Wow, man. I was like, okay. (laughs) so then after that i was their manager for about two months and at that point the promoter is like hey man the crowd really hates you so we need to start training you because we obviously need to have you you have to have a match like it's that's that's (laughs) like you have to have it i was like okay so (laughs) i started training and that's it. And that's how I started. The first time, uh, that first show that I was a manager was February 8th, 2004. 
And my first match was May 22nd, 2004. But that's amazing, man, because obviously... And I, there is no right or wrong, but I know what you mean. As you said earlier, some people roll their eyes. Oh, you didn't like wrestling since you were a fetus, therefore you're a terrible human being. Exactly. But to go... But to sort of be in that kind of position where you didn't even have intentions of working the show mm-hmm. to being a wrestler a few months later. Mm-hmm. I mean, what was it that made you go, yeah, I can do this? You know, what, what, where was the change? Uh, I really have no idea. I, can, I cannot pinpoint. I just I started doing it and um, I did we like I did the, the wrestling camp and wrestling camp was every day for four hours. And were you good at it? Like, did you is it duck to water kind of a stuff? It, it was, I was, like, that's my thing with, with any sport. I'm decent at it. I'm, I'm decent at every sport. Decent. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if we're playing, you know, softball, basketball, volleyball, at, at, you know, during the weekend at a family event, like, I can play and I can look good doing it. I'm not, I'm not going to be great. You know, I'm not. LeBron James or Michael Jordan, but you know, I, I can dribble and I can shoot, you know? So uh, wrestling was like that for me. And yeah. the first week, <laughs> so we go to wrestling camp and we're in this rinky dink ring, which is, was horrible. Of course. Of course. You, you take a bump on you're like, Oh my gosh. Oh, well, the funny thing is that it had no padding. Oh, it was just the wood. Oh, just what? The wood. it was just the wood, and and that's where all we took our bumps for the first week. Pure that's horrendous, wood. man. When you took a bump in like a padded one, it must have felt like a bed. Oh yeah, exactly. And I I, I guess that's that's why they did it. Well, um, yeah, I guess. But by Friday, we were taking bumps from the from the third rope. Now. When we did the third row bumps, they would put a crash pad, a quote unquote crash pad, which was like a like a twin size mattress <laughs> that was super thin and had been bumped in for like 10 years. So it was basically nothing. But but yeah. And and after that week, they told us if you make it through the weekend and you come back Monday, you can make it in wrestling. So I kind of took that as a as a challenge. Yeah. So I was like, okay, all right, let's do this. And I came back, and and that was it. <laughs> that was it. But but it wasn't easy. <laughs> that's crazy though, dude. Like again, because most people go in there with these kind of lofty goals of I'm gonna you know headline WrestleMania or whatever crazy things you want to throw in there. Mm-hmm. So you do that. Obviously, you've got you've got a certain aptitude for it. And then, then does it get in your head? Then you're like, right, now I'm going to double down on this and see what I can do. Or again, was it a day by day thing? Hey, I'm enjoying it. Let's Pretty much. See where it goes. The the thing is the the thing is this. So for me, it was more of a day by day thing. My so the twins who are my best friends, we we started together and we stayed together in every promotion that we would go. Now, obviously, they're twins. And they are good looking white guys, you know, long hair. So they would get all the bookings. They they were the ones that everybody wanted because they could do moon souls, they could do this, they could do that. They were twins, which is something that you don't find very often. Um, then we we had another friend, Hansel, who was six foot one, 
blonde, blue eyes, model look, you know, so they would get all the bookings. I would be with them because I would go to the shows, but I, yeah. but I rarely got booked. Or when I did, it was because I had my gear and they were like, well, you're here already. Go ahead. So I never had the goal to, you know, go to WWE, headline WrestleMania, because for me, that was such an unattainable goal because I saw myself as their their fifth wheel. Well, it's in fifth wheel, but because we were four, but you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I know, yeah. I, I was the, well, I'm with them. That's it. So, so for a time there, I was just doing the indies. And when they got quote unquote signed by WWC to start working for Carlos Colon, I started working for Carlos, but I was doing backstage stuff. You know, I was, I, w- I was a cameraman. I was editing the the TV show. The, I was editing six hours of international TV every week. Um, I was creating highlight packages. I was doing graphics for the show. Like that was my job because I was like, hey, I like doing all this video stuff. I'm never going to be a wrestler because according to Carlos Colon and everybody there, the veterans, I was too small. I didn't have to look. Yeah, I did. And this was 2004. So by 2004 standards, hell yeah, I was small, you know, and and there was this guy with with, you know, nappy hair, five foot eight. (laughs) You know, I I was never muscular. I couldn't I, I, I didn't fly. So there was nothing for me, which is why I tend to gravitate more towards mic work. Because since I was their manager, because none of them three could talk. So whenever we would do shows or anything which where the stable was, I was the mouthpiece. So so that's why I gravitated towards that. But I never thought of, oh, I'm going to travel the world. I'm going to I want to be the champion. I want to do this. I want to do that. It, it That never was my intention. Yeah. Well, OK, so I mean, I. <laughs> The thing with me is, is though, like I've I've been lucky enough to you know, get some experience now, as most people know. But genuinely, and I'm not just saying this because we're talking now, and I think I've said this to you before anyway. When it came to putting a match together, you had sort of more ideas and more of a set idea of what you wanted to do than most most in terms of again. <clears throat> there are other people that have done this but most people you sort of set up a match with they go i'll do this move then you reverse it you you didn't do that you were like well no, no, what we're going to do is we're going to do this because it will mean that do you know yeah. what i mean you you properly t- so when did that start happening too because that's what's fascinating to me because the cool thing about my wrestling career at the moment is i'm so green i can take <laughs> i can take positives away from everyone i work with you know because yeah. i'm learning so much and the thing with you was oh wow he didn't approach that like you know here's your list of moves that we're going to do it was like no here's our here's our you know here's our beginning here's our middle and here's our closing chapter that was the thing so that's kind of crazy to me for someone to be able to you know embrace that side of it which so many sort of legends quote unquote say is the most important thing when you've just told us your story was like i'm just gonna be a wrestler cool yeah. sweet awesome <laughs> so when, when does that go down well and, and it's funny that you mentioned legends um when I was in Puerto Rico working for Carlos, I was in the in the locker room and I had the the privilege 
because it's an absolute privilege to be in the locker room with people like, you know, Sandman, who is who is an encyclopedia of wrestling. That man is super smart. Um, you know, Raven. Um, oh, wow. so, you know, so many, so many of these, you know, Abdullah the Butcher, uh, Carlos Colon, Invader, Bronco, all these guys who really know what they're talking about, you know, especially Bronco. Uh, Bronco is, uh, it's, he's an older, he's an old guy now. Um, he's from the Dominican Republic and that man is absolutely fantastic. So in, in the sense of storytelling, they, those were guys that would do a million and a one move, you know. Those guys would get over with the crowd and they would tell a story. And I learned from those guys. You know, I, I learned from hanging out with them in the locker room. You know, I, I had I had one because for WWC, I would wrestle every now and then. And I remember one time we had uh, Sandman was with us and I, w- I got put into a match with Tommy Diablo, and as I come out for my match, I look up and I see Sandman, and he had it. It was like there was like a balcony above the um the locker room, and he had a chair pulled up, and he was sitting down and he was watching my match. Dude, that's surreal, man. And yeah, exactly. And I was that was so lucky of me. I have my match. I finish the match. I come through the lock, through the through the curtains, and he comes up to me. He's like, "You come here," and he pulls me aside, and he told me everything that I did right and everything that I did wrong in my match. He remembers spots from my match that I didn't even remember we did, which is crazy as well, right? Because the consensus of Sandman was drunk guy hits people with sticks you yeah. know what i mean like proper proper reduced down to the bare bones yeah. but he's he he was a brain don't get me wrong he would get drunk okay like there were there were days <laughs> there were days that that don't ask him to uh, watch your match because you you're not gonna get anything <laughs> but other times he was on point and and yeah so i i had that and a lot of these guys what they taught me was tell a story Half things make sense. You know, um, one of them told me once that you you have to, there's a weird dichotomy when it comes to wrestling. You have to treat the fans like they're five-year-olds in the sense that you, you have to make the story that you're telling in the ring, you have to make it simple, okay? Because you don't want to have to explain after the match to everybody what it is that you did. You want them to understand it. So you want you, you want to make it simple enough, but at the same time, don't insult their intelligence. Don't don't make it don't you know don't do things that are so obviously out of there that it's like this is not possible. You know? Um because and and, and Raven said this um you know, you, you watch movies. You know the movies are fake, correct? You know that, that yeah. those characters are not doing that exactly. And you watch the movie Gladiator, right? And you know that Russell Crowe is not a, a, a Roman gladiator. You know it, right? But you're watching the movie. You're enjoying it. Now, if Russell Crowe comes out there wearing a Rolex, you're going to be pissed. 
<laughs> yeah, like, what is this shit? Because it's like, why is he? Why is he wearing a Rolex? Like he's a gladiator. So, so that that's the same thing that you want to do with wrestling. Like, yes, it's fake or premeditated or scripted, however you want to put it, Jim Cornette. <clears throat> um, but <laughs> you know, uh, just don't insult their intelligence. And 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 that's what I've always done, or not always, but once I learned these things. I was like, okay, so this is what I want to do, you know? Yeah. And, and and I start setting up everything you with my promos as well. You know, when I say when I'm when I'm in a promo and I say, you know, um uh, I'm willing to go to hell and back for this belt, for example, and then I go into the match and I don't do it, then I'm just all talk. Yeah. You know? But yeah. If I do it, then people would go like, ah, oh, well, it looks like he was really willing to go to hell and back. And that's that's my thing. And that's why when when I set up and I gave you the ideas for the match, I was like, hey, this is what I'm thinking because this and this and this and this. Now, that has become a lot more. It has become more noticeable now because now I have my degree in filmmaking so now I have this idea of like how to write a script, how to make a movie, how to yeah. tell a story, which helps with wrestling. No, totally, man. I, I genuinely, I think it's a, it's a fascinating way to look at it because so many people will even hear that and go, well, yeah, obviously, but it's not obvious. It's mm -hmm. not when you're there. It's only obvious when we're sat here chatting about it. Usually uh, in, a, in a lot of scenarios, you don't get people approaching it that way, which is no bad thing. You know, wrestling has evolved and wrestling has changed. But I know, again, that was kind of my first experience of, oh, this is the kind of stuff that I want to do. I'm not going to, I don't have to think about remembering, you know, 722 moves. Mm -hmm. I will just focus on what, you know, you know, so instead of, okay, in three minutes, we're going to be doing a hurricanrana followed by this. More like, okay, I just got punched in the face. How would that make me feel? You know, all mm -hmm. that kind of a stuff. And it was a massive learning lesson. I want to get your take, obviously, on what's going on in the, in the sort of the pro ranks, we'll say, for lack of a better term. But I can't, I can't um, move away from this without obviously asking you the most generic question of all time, which is out of all the matches you had, um, you know, not necessarily what was your favorite, but which one stands out the most, I think is a better question. Um, hmm. There's, there's, there are a lot of, of matches that for one reason or the other, um, stand out, uh, like, mm, let's say for example, your match, the way we did it stands out because it was the first time that I did a match like that. Yeah. Um, you know, and to that extent and to do it in a place like Korea where the, the crowd is so different and, and us having the language barrier with the crowd. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, I was worried and, about that as well. I remember and, talking to you about and it. And having the crowd still react to what we wanted them to react to. That was great. Um, wrestling uh, Mecha Wolf 450 uh, about two years ago. That was that stands out because at that point it, it he was in such a higher level than me that wrestling him showed me, okay, if I want to get to that point, this is what I'm lacking. This is what I need yeah. to work on, you know? So that stands out be because of that. Um, 
going back to Puerto Rico after being away and coming back and going from being one of the guys in the locker room that no one talked to to coming back and everybody in the locker room is, hey, sir, how are you doing? You know, and and feeling like that was <laughs> a right, big dude. deal. And I'm like, um, guys, like I'm. I'm, I'm no one like don't call me <laughs> sir like like I, I'm absolutely no one relax like this is but you know every every match like that has has a thing obviously wrestling Carlito wrestling yeah. Epico and Primo obviously those types of matches they stand out because you wrestle that guy you wrestle this guy um but but I think I think yeah, yeah, I've I've had I've had a lot of good matches, uh, rememberable matches. So. Oh yeah, no, I, do, I tell you, man, you've had you've had. A, I remember talking to you about this when we uh, when we were over there. I remember thinking, man, he's, he's it doesn't even matter what happens now. He's got so many memories from this, and that's something else that I learned pretty quickly as well. It's not really about where you end up; it's what you're doing at the time. And yeah, uh-huh. you've done so much cool stuff. So much cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, dude. So look, we, we got to talk about because again, if you don't follow uh, Adam Robert, whatever name we're going with on <laughs> Twitter, you 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 absolutely should because I'm I, I like people that I like opinionated people. I just do. I think it's much <laughs> more fun, especially given what I do for a living. It's, yeah. There's nothing worse than someone that goes, "Oh, I agree with you. That's nice." But I'd much rather someone goes, "Well, yeah, but." Mm. And anytime anything happens, even in the last. 24 hours with a certain Nia Jax. It's mm-hmm. Already... <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so go give him a follow if you haven't already. But do just give me give me your current. What, I mean, I understand that we're in a crazy situation right now. We all know this. But yeah, what's your current take? Be it WWE, AEW, the fact that wrestling's even in continuing. You know, I mean, are you still watching? Are you not watching? Where are you at at the moment? Well, that's a funny thing. I, I haven't actively followed wrestling for the last wow 10 years yeah 12 years like like, how many people say that right but but i will tell you this i got back into watching wrestling a lot after the sasha banks bailey match at takeover brooklyn nice that match brought me back i was like wow okay so stuff is getting good all right let's watch it um but Time went on and it just dwindled. Uh, so my take on the on the current, but I still follow. You know, I watch your videos. I watch um, a couple of other podcasts here and there, and so I know what's happening. And yeah. the fact that they're still going, it's a reckless thing to do, but it's a business and. If, if, if what I've always thought is like, if I was in their position, if I was Vince, would I say, you know what, I'm going to lose all this money because, yeah. you know, like, and yes, I know he has all these many billions and this and that and blah. I get it. Cool. But would I do it or would I be like, well, screw it. <laughs> we're running this show you know so it's it that's that's my thing so whether or not he should be running it running it or not that's up to him now can he have better measures or make sure that he has the best measures to try to avoid contagion and this and that happening 
yes, absolutely, he should do it. Definitely. And try to avoid as 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 much spread. Just try to avoid it. Yes, absolutely. Does he, he should he run it? Should he not? That's up to him. I'm not a shareholder, so I really have zero to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> you do you, man. You do you. Now, what, AEW. What you, uh, I, so you go, man. You go. You go. You go. I'm going to let you roll. Um, AEW is, I, and I'm going to catch a lot of flag about this, but I see <laughs> AEW as the new version of TNA and the new version of WCW. Right, dude, you're uh, definitely going to get a lot of flag. <laughs> of course. Um, but, uh, like, to me, AEW now stands to all ex-WWE. Because if you look at it, if you really look at it, if you try to be objective about the whole situation, all their guys, oh, sorry, not all, most of their guys are ex-WWE, and they bring, someone gets fired from WWE or release contract or however, and they bring them in. It's the same thing that WCW was doing. Now, they do have other people that are not from WWE, but where are they? You know? Um, yes, granted, with this whole situation, flights are but a bit difficult and this I, I I totally get it but when was the last time you saw Penta and Phoenix do anything of importance I can't even remember now because yeah the situation is so crazy I, uh, I don't even know where we're at yeah so right now if you look at AEW is Cody and and you know the the, the head people you know the, the elite and then you have uh, Brody, you have Matt Hardy, you have who else do you have? I don't. Uh, Lance Lance Archer, who by the way is an amazing dude. Met him, hung out with him a lot of times. Great guy. Um, everyone says that. Yeah, no, I never hear a bad word against he's, him. Um, he's great. Um, who else do you have? You have uh, Sean Spears. Also, ex-WWE. You have Goldust, ex-WWE. Um, like, if you really sit down and you look at that roster, the people that they actually use are a lot of ex-WWEs. Yes, they have Private Party. Yes, they have... Um, hangman? The Hangman? Yeah, but Hangman is there because he's buddies with... with... <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's but true. you don't think he's done well, though? I quite like Hangman Page. He's fine. But but if he wasn't buddy buddies with with the Young Bucks and Kenny, Hangman would be a mid-high card in, in ROH. That's it. Th that's the most. He wouldn't be vying for the world title. He would be a mid-carder over there. Do you think, in t in terms of the actual presentation that they're giving it, though, do you, do you appreciate the differences between WWE and AEW, or do you just kind I have of feel not like it's one of the same? I have not seen a single show of them. And you and you're not been in, why? See why? So why? I kind of think I know the answer, but I want to hear it from you. What 
why, I'm trying to the right way to phrase it. Why wasn't there the catalyst for you to go, you know what, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot and I'll see what happens. Well, okay. I was at all in. I was at all in because um, the first one, because someone gave me the ticket to go. So, <laughs> Dude, people get so mad at that. <laughs> I love it. I love Someone it. Someone gave me the ticket to go, and then I got paid to be at the booth with um, the going in raw guys. So I was a vendor as well. So I, yeah. I, w- I was there, but I didn't pay a cent. But anyway, um, the reason why I didn't, I've never gotten into, is because from the get go, it's always seen WCW to me. Yeah. And then I saw the first uh, press conference and Cody and Brandy, who I have never met. OK, so I cannot say, oh, they're this, they're this type of people, they're that type. I have no idea. But they look to me like politicians. That's interesting. How do you mean? Because if you look at, at their press conference... They said what people wanted to hear. Oh, we are going to pay female talent the same that we pay male talent. That is what people want to hear, but it's complete BS. Do you think, do you think Britt Baker is getting paid the same amount that Chris Jericho is getting paid? (laughs) Well, no, I would doubt it, yeah. And then they go, oh, when I say that, people go, oh, but they get paid depending on their placement in the car. Yeah, that's what that would be my follow-up, yeah. But the card is set up by the booker. So how is it fair? Yeah, no, fair point, fair point. I'm the booker. I can put Jericho on the first one or on the last match. That means that if he's in the first one, he's going to get paid $500. And if he's in the last one, he's going to get paid 100000 No, that's not how it works. You know? And when they say all these things, and, and I, I, I don't remember verbatim what they said on the... But everything felt very... It felt more like a political rally to me than anything else. So from that point, I was like... Ugh. I don't know about this. And then I saw, you know, saw Pac and then Jericho and Cody. And I was like, oh, wait, this is another WCW. This is another WCW. The problem is that this is a WCW that is starting with the NWO formed. The Elite is the ver- is, is the 2020 version of the NWO. They're already formed. Interesting, man. I, this is why I like your takes, dude, because I just never would have seen it that way. But it's fascinating. It's fascinating to hear. What do you think about them both doing, not in terms of a political nature or whether it's right mm-hmm. or wrong, but wrestling with no with no fans? Wrestling with no how Because obviously it's, it's such a surreal... And I think we've kind of accepted it now because we have to, but it still doesn't mm-hmm. really make any sense. So yeah, what, what do you think when you hear that you've got a wrestling show where there is literally no noise? Because well, that's what wrestling is. Well, the funny part is that I've had those shows before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we the, we've all done was, that, yeah. And there was no <laughs> pandemic to blame it on. It was just <laughs> shitty promotion. What, but, what's, um, what's your lowest? Mine was six people. I wrestled in front of six people. And on that show, somebody did a brain bust. I was like, you're mad. You're mad. Six people. I don't I, I'm I'm I do remember wrestling in front of like twelve people that were 
quiet. Um, but I did remember having a show where there was like 20 something people and two guys had a Japanese death match where they <laughs> hit each other with light tubes and one of them used a weed whacker on the other. So, yeah, of course. Of yeah. course, why wouldn't they? Why yeah. wouldn't they? But yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's a wrestling with no fans when it's intentional, as opposed to exactly, exactly. by by um, life. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's weird. I, I I did I did watch WrestleMania. I did watch WrestleMania uh, night two. Yeah. Night one, I saw the um, Bone Jar Bone Bone Jar match. Bone Jar, Jimmy. I loved it. I I personally it was, it was really great. good. It was really yeah. good. But um, but yeah, no, I mean. It is what it is. I guess in this in this day and like in this situation, you just have to adapt and like figure out mm. how to do whatever you need to do. It's weird. It's very weird. Um, but I quite like it, especially for 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 some of the greener wrestlers because they can focus on their character. Mm. And then yeah, it's focus true. on on okay, this is what I have to do in my match rather than because not everybody can handle crowd noises and 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 people screaming this and that at them and then someone might try to come up with a comeback and the comeback falls flat and then they're like, Oh my god, what is this? And you know, so what I what I don't understand is why they're not taking more advantage of it. Um, like why, Hey, if we're pre-taping the show, right. Make some cuts, like do this, do that, do have a, like, for example, when Montez did that flip that they, they were botched that allegedly oh, yeah, just fell on his, that was terrible. Wasn't it? He, I was, I thought he was dead. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is someone, I don't remember who it was said that the spot was supposed to be he runs Rollins was supposed to trip him so he didn't do the flip but then Rollins was behind on his cue so he hit the ropes and he kept running and then when he realized that no one had stopped him he just went ahead and did the flip yeah fantastic now there's no one there the show is pre-taped if he's not in his cue stop cut all right go back to the corner do the same yeah. spot rolling spot it, and that's it like yeah. like take advantage of what you're doing you know no, take, take, advantage, that, yeah. take advantage of the fact that there's no fans and like allegedly they did with the ladder match at mania that they had on um, crash pads and things for the yeah. for certain spots fantastic do that since we are we have this situation where we don't have fans and we have to pre-tape, then take full advantage. Do crazy spots. Make it into a movie. Here's the thing. And here's why I don't understand why people cannot see it. Wrestling has a, a, a weird demographic, right? It's, it's like some people <laughs> like it. Some people hate it. It's very yeah. small demographic. But how many people in the world like movies everyone pretty much i know one person that doesn't like movies and that's a weird football player over here in the uk that there's always the weird people right but most <laughs> i would say 99 percent of the population likes movies so yeah. why don't you present wrestling as movies 
you will expand your reach because then that way, and I'm not saying do every match like a boneyard match. No, I'm saying do your cuts, you know, set up this, set up the other thing, have a crazy spot where someone falls from a big ass ladder to the outside. And then guess what? You put some crash pads, boom, you put a cut in there and then, oh, he's landing down there. Everybody is safer, you know, and you you can you can sh- because that's the thing like movies everybody likes movies and then you can create you can put some ambient noise in there not i'm not saying people cheering don't do that weird <laughs> but you know some ambient noise you might have um some like a little bit of background music nothing too crazy but something that enhances the match you can have some sound effects. So when someone does a chop that sounds like a baby hitting, you know, cotton balls, you put, you put some sound effects in there. Pie, and it sounds better. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, those things, you can do them, and you would expand the, the, your reach because it's different. Do you think their worry is, though, that if they start doing that, and then obviously the world calms down again and we let fans back in. They're not going to be able to do it because obviously with a live crowd, you can't do it, right? You can't. I guess you could probably if you want to do stop a match, you wouldn't be able to do live shows. But do you think they're just so uh, intrinsically linked with we're a live entertainment broadcast and therefore we just want to to keep doing that? They don't want to take too many because, of course, the other thing I do want to talk to you about, I'll bring it in here, is we do have the money in the bank match which obviously has already been filmed at WWE HQ where mm-hmm. they're going to battle from the, the ground floor to the, to the roof. Yeah. And I understand it's a stupid concept. However, you mentioned movies. We could talk about The Raid. We could talk about Judge Dredd. We could talk about Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And these are all movies that have been set within that. And my hope, I don't mind wrestling being goofy. That's just my personal take. You mentioned Jim Cornette once. We understand <laughs> that he doesn't agree and that's fine. But to me, I like the, I'm happy for wrestling to do that. But to take on everything you've just said, it's those kind of concepts which I think they should take, again, all your points and they should apply them to. Make it like a movie. Give it a beginning, a middle, and end. You know, again, like cut, shoot, cut, shoot, ambient noise, sound effects. Yeah, I think they should do it all. I, I doubt they would have been able to do this because of the situation. But yeah, bring in an effects team. Bring in people that get this stuff to, to, stuff to do it. So that's what I hope the takeaway of this is. What do, you, do you think they'd be able to do it there? Do you think that's their opportunity? I mean, here's the thing. They still have live shows, right? They still have live shows, even even though the TV. If you've ever been to a TV taping of Raw or SmackDown, and you've been to a live show for Raw or SmackDown, they're two completely different fields. They're Indeed. two completely different shows. So you still have that, right? So then, why is it keep your live events, the style of live events, and keep your TV shows? more cinematic now if you do that you will have you will have a very distinct feel to each you will have you will give reason to people to go to your live events because if you want to if you want to see to have that feeling of anything can happen you know go to the live show but here's the thing one of the biggest pops in wrestling history if not the biggest pop was when Mankind won the WWF Championship. Mm, yeah, it was great. That show was taped. 
Was it real? I did. Of course it was, yeah, because uh, they've spoiled it on WCW. Of course, yeah, yeah. you're 100% right. So the 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 whole, oh, you know, we, we, we want to give this big thing. Like, you can still do it. It's not impossible. And the fact that they were able to pull off this WrestleMania as well as it came out, right, they, it had its ups and downs. Hey, hey, yo, ups and downs. <laughs> um, you know, it had it had its things, but for all intents and purposes, it was a really good show. Yeah, I agree. It means that you can do it. It's 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 possible. You know, it, it it's absolutely possible. So, so yeah, it's it's. I don't I don't think it's it's, and if you want to do it. If you want to have some ambience, if you want to have some live people in there while you're taping, do the same thing that movies do. What do they do? They hire extras. Get yourself, get yourself some extras. Get, I don't know, 3,000, 5,000 people, extras, and you put them in the crowd. And, hey, here's when you applaud. Here's when you boo. We look at the match that they had on 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 that movie, The Wrestler. With those cuts and this and that, that movie, that match looked fantastic. It was freaking Mickey Rourke being <laughs> seventy year old, whatever his name, Randy the Ram or what. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's possible. How many people like the movie The Wrestler? Because it was a movie, and there's wrestling in there. There are matches. There's Mickey Ward freaking blading himself. You know what I mean? Like, like people love movies. Why don't you take your wrestling and put it that way? You know, yeah, that's interesting, dude. Yeah, no, I like, I do. I, 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 I don't know how I feel about it, but I love the concept. That's what I, I love the idea of. I love the idea of it. And we should also say that obviously, man, you work in movies. So you mm-hmm. know all about this. Like mm-hmm. that is your, uh, that's kind of your day, your, your day to day at the moment. If they did do that, whoever, WWE, AEW, MLW, I don't, you know, it's not really, I don't really care about the company. Yeah. If people did start doing that, do you think that's when you would probably be more interested to, to, to go back in? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> it's a funny thing because one of, again, Bronco, one of the things he told me when I was starting, he sat me and the twins down and he's like, muchacho, why are you in the wrestling business? And the twins go on in their, in their rant of, no, this is my passion. You know, I want to be the very best there ever was. And, you know, all that Pokemon stuff. And <laughs> I didn't say anything because I really, again, at that time, I'm like, whatever. Um, and he said, wrong. You should be in the wrestling business to make money. If you're yeah, not here to say, make yeah. money, if you're not here to make money, you're gonna be taken advantage of a lot. Yeah. So, so true. That is that is a hundred percent true. A hundred percent. So for me, would I go back if it's presented more in a in a movie manner? Blah blah blah. I really don't care if you pay me. I'll go back. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like if you pay me, cool. Like if you don't pay me, then no, I'm not going back. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you think? Okay, so uh, let me take it down a notch. Then, do you think you'd be more inclined to watch other people doing wrestling if it was, uh, yeah, if it was shot more like a movie? 
Maybe. I mean, like I said, I I watched the Rumble. I watched the Rumble because I thought the Rumble was good. I yeah. really enjoyed the Rumble, and, and yeah. I did because my favorite wrestler of all time is Edge. And oh, okay, so you, so you must have loved that, right? Yeah, and when he retired, I wasn't able to watch his last match or his that last run because I was uh, in boot camp for the army. So, so when he retired, and I I learned that he retired couple of months after because it's when i got out of boot camp i was like damn like i didn't see my my favorite wrestler retire like well that sucks that, sucks. <laughs> so that, that, that kind of always had me like ah well okay yeah. so you know having him come back was like all right cool and so yeah so i've watched i watched the rumble like i said i watched night two of wrestlemania so I still catch this and that. But yeah, I, I think maybe if it's presented more like a like a movie, I would be more inclined to 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 watching other people do it. Like I, I still like I still try to try to watch your matches when you put them on, on YouTube. Oh, you know, you, I watch uh Sicky Dice, his stuff in NWA. Um I try to watch Cal Jack. Like like people who who I consider my friends in the business. Like I still try to at least know what the hell they're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so maybe I'll be more inclined to watching it, but it's just so much content now that it's uh, sitting down and you know, <laughs> three hours and then two hours and then two more hours and then another, hour, like, mm-mm. No. Yeah. No, it's a lot. I mean, the, the last thing I want to talk to you about, because it was a contentious issue, but you've just said how much you appreciated Edge. Uh, and you saw his match with Randy Orton, too. A lot of people were down on it. A lot of people said it was too long. You know, again, you mentioned the cuts. It should have been edited down. So given everything you've said, man, what did you think about it? Were you a fan, not a fan? I liked it because, again, favorite wrestler, and he was back, and he looked great. But it was, it was, it was too long. It was too long. Like, I, like there's no, there's no, there's no two ways about it. It was too long. Um, it should have been edited down. But then I believe the actual match was like 44, 46 minutes, and they cut yeah, so it down to the 30 something. Yeah. <sighs> you know, <laughs> it was too long. But hey, this is a man that, what, nine years ago was told. He was never going to retire. He was never going to wrestle again, you know, and he was back. The last thing anyone wanted to do with that man is, hey, you have 20 minutes, brother. You know, <laughs> that, 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 that doesn't happen. So was it too long? Yes. Should it have been edited down? Yes. Do I blame them? Nope. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean because it, it, it's almost like you're living in that moment of somebody coming back, is it? Yeah. It's like how the hell did how the hell did we even pull this off to begin with? It should never have happened. No, I, I totally agree. And I thought it was that classic thing of the conversation afterwards got out of control. And because one person said, "Oh, it's the worst thing ever," then all of a sudden, in three days' time, it was the worst thing ever. It's like, no, it wasn't. 
it was just a yeah. bit it was just a bit bloated in the middle that's like you said like if we talk about like a movie we could have chopped down the uh the middle section we could yeah. have, beginning was beginning was strong end was strong maybe yeah. we could have got there a little bit faster than we did mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's what i what i tried to avoid with my matches you know in the same way when you're writing a script you write all the stuff that you write and then you go okay what can we take down what what can what do we not need what is yeah. not needed? This is not needed. Get it out. Not needed. Get it out. Yeah. yeah. And self editing is really hard because it's even really like, you know, even you look at music, especially. I don't want to get too off topic, but you know, when a band gets to a certain, I guess, amount of power, you can go through albums and go, man, they should have cut this down, but they yeah. don't have to. Yeah. Because they're about. And actually, going back to our match, I remember pitching things to you and you saying, we don't need it. We don't need it. Like it's too much. And you were right. You were right, though. You were. We didn't need it. It was. It, it lasted the amount of time it was meant to last. There was nothing there that didn't need to be there and so on and so forth but i remember thinking oh no i should do this and do that like you don't need to do that like just don't do it yeah yeah but but yeah like you say self-editing is super super difficult and and again they were probably caught up with with the whole situation as well so you, you like i said you cannot blame them you know so yeah so it's like you you have a you have a card accident you you play guitar you have a card accident you break your arm someone tells you you know you won't be able to play guitar again and then you finally get back to playing guitar and then you do a a twenty minute solo like it was was it too long yeah but is anyone gonna tell you hey man come on You'd be like hey this is a solo that I haven't been doing for nine years so screw you guys <laughs> that's like Dave Mustaine from Megadeth he got told that he screwed his, <laughs> he, he screwed his shoulder up and they were yeah. like you can never play guitar again I remember seeing him live and he had literally started to set off with that he went doctor says I can never play again fuck the doctor just exactly. going nuts because he didn't care because at that time he could do it and therefore he was going to do it which I always, I always got a massive kick out of it. Just, just oh. the first thing to do it in a gig, I was like, man, Dave Mustaine, you crazy. Yeah, you but that's that's, crazy that's the thing. And the match wasn't that bad, you know. It wasn't Nia Jax match, so. Well, let's let's, let's end there, dude. <laughs> let, let, I I have said, and I will stand by this. Uh, I have seen. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about people that you know talk about it on websites or mm. podcasts. I'm talking about those people. As fans, you should be mm-hmm. able to say whatever you want. But as a man that does have that kind of outlet, I have said I'm going to sit back and wait to see what happens because too many times we've seen these reactions and then it turns out to be whatever. But yeah, dude, talk me through your reaction tonight, Jax. Because Man, well, I saw that tweet. I was laughing. Well, here, was laughing. here's my thing. Here's my thing. Yes, wrestling is rough. Shit can happen. Shit can go wrong. I am not knocking anyone because of that. What I am saying is, set like I, we don't know if Kyrie is leaving, staying. We don't know any of that. Yeah, it's come out now, isn't it? There's all these rumors. Yeah. yeah, but we don't know exactly what it is. But let's say she is leaving. Actually, it doesn't even matter if she is or she isn't. Now, the. When you're wrestling, right, you, you you have to you're always professional, right? And if they put you in a match with this guy, that guy, and they're paying you, you have to do the match. Yeah. That is like that, right? That is that is. So if she if if Kyrie Sane was told, hey, you have to work Naya, all she has to say is, you got it, boss. Because that's how it is. That's how it is. Now, 
if I am wrestling someone that is not very, I'm not going to say that she's green because she's been wrestling for five years, some odd years. So she's, she's not at this point. She shouldn't be green. She is, but she shouldn't. Yeah. Um, but if I'm wrestling someone that has the tendency of injuring people. Now, when I do say that she has the tendency of injuring people, I'm thinking about the fact that she has injured more people in a match than the amount of good matches that she has had in her career. <laughs> you are not wrong. <laughs> I'm just looking at the facts. I'm, 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 you know? So if I am going to wrestle someone like that, I am going to minimize the risk of me getting messed up. Okay? Right. Yeah, so not put yourself in a position where it could go bad. You know, and, and, and sadly, Naya got someone hurt by throwing a punch. So there's a, not a whole lot of things that she can do where I'm not going to be sketched out about. But a buckle bomb, however you want to call it, it's something that it's dangerous even when done correctly. Yeah, I think I'm done with them now after all this. I just think they they just scare me now yeah. after all the all the you go it's not just sting and other people. You can go through there's a lot of stories about buckle bombs going wrong. Yeah. And and you know, I'm not going to put myself through that. You know, like like why why would I do that whether she's leaving, whether she's not leaving? No, this is just quality of life, especially since Kyrie had a really bad concussion in December. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So she should be a little bit, again, doesn't matter if she's leaving or not, just quality of life, because that's that's what I'm thinking about. I'm not thinking about, oh, she's leaving and she gets hurt. She cannot go to stardom or she cannot go to any. I don't care. All I care about is that if she leaves or if she stays or whatever, can she walk? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. like, like, like Dross got badly injured in a spot that D'Lo has done for many, many years. And if you see the, the, the bro for all thing, they, they talk about it and they say, you know, I, I don't know what went wrong. Like, Something as that, and he has not been able to walk for all yeah, these terrible. years. That's what I'm thinking about. I, I don't care about stardom. I don't care about AEW. No, 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 no. Quality of life. Yeah. Because that could have gone wrong really fast. Yeah, no. I mean, it did really, didn't and, it? I mean, but, but, I mean, we haven't heard anything, but nothing has come out as her being full on hurt. So hopefully she's fine. But but that's my thing. She Naya has injured more people than good matches that she has had in her career. Which means that if I am wrestling her, hey buddy, we're doing we're doing body slams, we're doing punches <laughs> and kicks, you're gonna choke me a lot. Um you know, give me a tackle and I'm gonna sell like a maniac, and that's it. Yeah, you know? Keep it simple. Yeah. 
you keep it simple and you and if anyone says anything it's like and i don't think anyone will say anything i don't think anyone from from the back is going to be like hey you didn't let naya do this and that and that and the other because in all reality no one cares yeah no one cares what you do in your match if the mass is serviceable and you're not the main event vince doesn't care all Vince wants is put Nia over. Okay, she'll be over. Well, how long do you want the match to be? Seven minutes? Got it. Okay, that's it. Yeah, no, you're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. So, I mean, I was the, what What would you... So you're, last question. You're in charge of WWE. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Nia Jax now? Because she's obviously a project. They're obviously not going to to to. She's not going to. She's not going to be sent down to. The big thing is people are going send her back down to developmental. It's not going to happen. That's the realistic thing. But what would you do? What would your decision be? Okay, so I am in charge of 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 WWE. Correct. I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, am I am Vince in this in this case. Yeah, yeah. I've given you the power. Okay. Yeah, you're Vince, but you don't. You're not. You think like you. You don't think like Vince. You know what I mean? Like so, you're yeah, you're yeah. in charge, so, not you as Vince. Yeah. So it. it so Naya is is the Rock's cousin. Yeah, there's some kind of relationship, yeah. So she's there 90% because of her relationship to that family. Me as the owner, I don't want to mess up that relationship. <laughs> That's true. Because this is a business. At the end of the day, this is a business. So She's staying exactly where she's at. Sadly. Yeah. Sadly. No, it's true. It's true, man. There's no point. Sometimes you've got to call a spade a spade. Because you cannot send her back to NXT because that train left that station. Because she's not going to come back to NXT humbled and wanting to learn. She's going to come back to NXT thinking, I'm the shit because I, I, I was just in the quote-unquote main roster. So I am better than all of you. So it's not like you sending her down to NXT is going to be actually that she's going to be learning things, mm. you know? And and so what good would it do to send her to NXT that instead of her hurting Kyrie Sane and, and <laughs> Bailey, she's going to hurt uh, Casey Matazaro and Santana Garrett? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> nothing is going to change. Yeah, you're right. You're not wrong. I just looked up. She was only she was only in NXT for like a year or so as well. I think because, maybe two years. Because of her long. parentage, and 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 again, it is what it is. You know, um, Vince and the higher ups need to to have a a good connection. Um, so so yeah, it, it, that's the, that's the reason Primo and Epico were in in wwe for all this time when they weren't using him yeah that was strange wasn't it but you're right of course because the relationship yeah yeah, because because uh, i mean there's a really dark story about this that i can tell you off the record but you know they they needed to be in wwe for vince to run his shows in puerto rico wow there you go right there you go scratch my back i'll scratch yours (laughs) exactly so what do you do with her the exact same thing you're doing right now. Just close your <laughs> eyes and pray to God. 
And there you go. And there you go. I love the honesty. It's the best. <laughs> dude, dude, before we wrap this up, where can people come and say hello to you if you want? Instagram, Twitter, I whatever am, you've got. Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter. It's at the Adam Mayhem. And and yeah, that's 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 the only place I'm at. I mean, I, I have my, my LinkedIn, but that's for that's for work. Uh make sure you catch <laughs> Sonic the movie if you haven't. Worked on of course that. you worked on so that's so badass man that's yeah. so flipping cool worked on that don't watch cats i mean watch cats the movie <laughs> but the story is really bad but it's not my fault uh make sure you get your disney plus so you can check wandavision and captain falcon and the winter soldier and badass man that's it that's 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 all i got for now can you talk about anything else you're working on, or is it all top secret? No, like right, secret. yeah, right now that was those uh, the Disney Plus shows were the last two that I did that I can talk about because they're coming out. Yeah, and, yeah of course. And yeah. the other two that I'm working on right now, well, at one point or the other, I will share it. Oh man, that's that's a reason to follow him anyway. He's got. I tell you, man, he, he got he works on cool shit, and it comes out. You're like, oh man, he's working on that. That's cool. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, dude, honestly, that was an awesome chat. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it, Dan. Yeah, it's good to see you doing man. so well. Uh, anytime, yeah. anytime. We'll get you back on. Uh, and again, yeah, if you want to watch us now fight, you can. Just search for it on YouTube and Google. It will come up. You can see us have a You can see us have a brawl. Uh, and also, again, of course, if you want to come on the podcast, just check out patreon.com forward slash Simon316. We will talk about whatever the hell you want to talk about within the world of wrestling, of course. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at SimonMiller316. Uh, I'm also selling off all my merchandise at the moment at reduced price at SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. But look, everyone's struggling for money right now. Do not worry about this if you can't afford it. It's not a big deal. And otherwise, yeah, my YouTube channel. Search for Simon Miller. Give me a subscribe and find me on twitch.tv forward slash SimonMiller316 if you want to catch this stuff. Uh, will it be other episodes, but you want to catch it live. Otherwise, keep staying safe, keep staying healthy, and I will talk to you all again very soon. <laughs>